0: Dave Schrader, our buddy from sports uh, up there at WBAY-TV in Green Bay, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Dave, buddy, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well, Bill. How about you?
0: We are good. Um, So give me what it's like right now, thought process-wise in Green Bay, as it looks like looming large on the horizon is a season, at least the start of a season without fans.
1: Yeah, the start of a season without fans if it starts. Every time the former Packer, J.C. Treder tweets, you start to worry a little more. Of course, he's the NFL Players Association president talking about protocols and nothing being agreed upon. But in terms of playing football without fans, I think most people expect it. I think I was the eternal optimist among everyone I know, and I was saying, hey, we got time, we got time, we got time. Let's evaluate it in July. Well, that's July. And, uh,. Yeah, it's kind of dealing gloom, man. It's getting cloudy here today weather wise and I think people are starting to look forward to the fall and wondering what's gonna happen. Even more with what's coming out of the college ranks, from the Ivy League canceling fall sports to more teams and more teams at, at announcing the protocols for fewer than normal fans. The Ravens yesterday saying they're going to have about, at most, 20% capacity for fans. The Packers, with their statement last week that if we play with fans, uh, it's going to be significantly diminished. And That's a big if. So, right now, I think people are still holding out hope for football. But, I, as fans, I, I think everyone's starting to wrap their head around the fact that they may not be a part of it in the stadium, just in the uh, capacity.
0: The- the, the question that uh, I think, and I try to answer it honestly, and I'll see what you have to say, but do you think this season goes off uninterrupted?
1: Uh, uninterrupted is an interesting question because I think it's more likely that it gets delayed at the start than it gets interrupted personally. Again, that's the optimist in me. I know some people think when the weather gets cooler, it's going to be worse, but it's pretty bad now. I think... Maybe there's a delay on agreements with uh, the players' union, but I would imagine, I think, once it gets started, it's going to happen. The question is, does it get off the ground on time, and what's it look like if it doesn't? Um, If it gets ugly the way baseball got ugly, I mean, you could be into a month down the road from when the season's supposed to start when it actually starts. I hope that's not the case, but I'm not naive enough to say that I, I doubt it will. You know, Anything's on the table at this point.
0: Um, when it comes to, we were just talking a little while ago, we were talking about the running back situation and, you know, whenever a running back of any name or any ilk or anyone that plays well against the Packers comes up or wants a trade or wants to be moved, Raheem Mostert, he wants out of San Francisco and people say, hey, well, I gotta pick him up. I First of all, I think the running game in the Green Bay Packers is really still solid with Aaron Jones, the addition... Uh, of A.J. Dillon is going to be good. Obviously, you have Jamal Williams, so I think you're good there. But the question then becomes, the second year of this offense, uh, and then I'll ask you the running back question as a follow-up, but the second year of this offense, what first and foremost is the expectation that you would have that you would look forward to seeing out of a second-year Matt LaFleur deal with Aaron Rodgers leading it?
1: I would expect it to look more like we saw down the stretch run last year where uh, there's more comfort level, and when Devontae was healthy and you already knew what you had with the running backs catching the ball. And then on top of that, I would expect more uh, out of the tight end position group with Jimmy Graham departed, Jay Sternberger back healthy in year two, uh, Josiah DeGuara in the fold. So I'd say I think it will look a lot like down the stretch last year, but with the added component of the tight end position. And, of course, we haven't talked about it, at least I haven't in a little bit, Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing with his hair on fire. You know, he's got a guy behind him in the first round. He's going to be on a, I'm going to show the world tour. So that's what I expect. I expect the offense to look really good this year as opposed to what it was last year, which was middle league statistically, but overall pretty effective in winning games.
0: Um, Now the question, uh, they did a poll on ESPN, and they asked for the top ten running backs in the National Football League. Aaron Jones was not on it. Some of the guys that were on it. I thought were somewhat uh, questionable, for lack of a better term. Le'Veon Bell did not have a great season last year. Josh Jacobs is good. He's certainly not great. Joe Mixon. Uh, I can see Aaron Jones mixing it up with any one of those guys. Uh, were you disappointed yeah, to see were, that uh, Aaron Jones top didn't top make it? 10. What's that?
1: Yeah, those, those guys bottom of the top ten. I would put Aaron Jones right around, you know, somewhere in the six, seven, eight range, I think, in the NFL. And I'm sure he hates to hear that. He, he, he had the stats last year. He let, tied for the touchdown lead with McCaffrey. Uh, he had 1,000 yards rushing. He had a, he had a great season statistically. Um, it's going to be tough for him to get paid, though, like McCaffrey was. I just don't think that's in the cards. I think most NFL teams are reticent and very hesitant to pay their, uh, their running backs because they see what they can get the second and third and fourth round, time after time after time. And I think the writing's on the wall with the addition of A.J. Dillon, uh, big contract's not coming for Aaron Jones. So I, I think he's probably talent, you know, top ten in the league, but I don't think he's going to get paid like it, and I think, uh, at least in Green Bay, that's just a lot of the running back. It's it's tough. Don't be a running back, kids.
0: Yeah. Um, the value of Do you see, though, cyclically, because we go through this, where all of a sudden it's, it's all passing game, it's all quarterbacks, and it's quarterback-driven league. Now you're seeing – Different guys, Derrick Henry being used, Saquon Barkley being used, Dalvin Cook being used. It's still a quarterback-driven league, but we're starting to see now this, especially with this Shanahan success, we're now seeing this trend back towards motion, play action, the running back. Do you see the running back value going up anytime soon?
1: The value in terms of dollars? No. The value in terms of wins? Yes. The problem is the most productive a running back is is during his rookie deal. And with a new CBA in place again, with a rookie wage scale again, I see the lot in life for running backs as absolute crap because by the time you get to that second contract, you're not, as worth, you're not worth as much as you were the first time around, and you weren't able to capitalize out of college because of that rookie wage scale. It's just it's a self-defeating cycle for the running back position until the rookie wage scale is uh, amended to, in some way, account for the fact that running backs are getting absolutely hosed. It's a tough lot, lot in life.
0: Um, then again, uh, throughout the rest of the, 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 the league, or not the rest of the league, but more so the division, um, I really I start to look at this and, and I try to put, you know, who is going to be really tracking the heels of the Green Bay Packers. The only thing I can think of, uh, in all honesty, is if if Kirk Cousins got a taste of the postseason, finally got his first win, the monkeys off his back. Offensively speaking, while they did get rid of Stephon Diggs, they filled in nicely. If they can get some of those prospects to come to fruition, their offensive line they bolstered last year. He had better protection, and and Dalvin Cook is all that the way he's supposed to be. in a really good tight end, that even with an eroding defense, that still may be the team to knock off. Correct.
1: Yeah, I think the Vikings are clearly the toughest threat to the Packers, but I would favor the Packers. Even when the Vikings had those really talented teams, I always said, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, he's the man to beat in the division. He makes his team the team to beat in the division. I know Aaron's getting older, but I still think that the Packers are the team to beat. You look at Stefan Diggs, and you replace him with Jefferson out of Ellis. Hey, good job, Vikings. But they're not so fast. It's not a proven sure thing that rookie receivers have immediate impacts. Not everyone's DK Metcalf and Calvin Ridley. Before those two, it was, what, seven, eight years since a rookie receiver really truly made a solid impact for a team. So, uh, yeah, on paper, they did some good things, but eh, trusting a rookie is always a dicey proposition. Same as trusting a free agent. It's always a dicey proposition for a team. Um, The Packers are good. The Vikings are good. And I think the Bears can be good if Nick Foles is their quarterback, and I think the division will be competitive. It's going to be tough for the Packers to run the table, go 6-0 against the division again, and win all the close games that they did last year. That's going to be a tough thing to do.
0: Uh, real quick before uh, we kind of cut away, uh, going to uh, the Brewers, because I do want to talk a little bit of Brewers with you. Um, how much, you know, we, we get calls from Green Bay all the time, but up there, what kind of, of coverage are the Brewers getting right now?
1: Man, we showed highlights of yesterday's inter-squad scrimmage, and I expect us to do the same every single day until baseball returns. We are in a sports-free vacuum right now. We've got NASCAR and golf, but I know there's some MLS fans out there, not me. But as soon as these guys are on the field with cameras pointed at them, we are ready for it. If the Bucs are able to get a camera to their workouts, I'm sure we'll show highlights from practice. So, yes, people are ready. And, yes, people are ready to see the Brewers again, especially after back-to-back postseasons and how excruciating the wild-card loss was last year to the team that ended up winning it all. I think a lot of people think the Brewers can go all the way this year and win the whole thing if the coronavirus doesn't stop it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that this thing doesn't get interrupted. Uh, Bucks-wise, do you think uh, if the bubble doesn't work, everything else doesn't work either?
1: Right. That's, that's the thing. NFL is going to get to watch the start of basketball and baseball and maybe hockey as camp is just kicking off. They're going to get to see how it goes, and uh, I'm hopeful. But the question is, how many positive tests once the bubble's intact in Orlando is it going to take to shut the thing down? Is it going to take the playoffs right. starting and half of the team as replacement players to shut it down? Is it going to take a star like LeBron or Giannis missing time to shut it down? What's it going to look like? And is it going to be a true champion if you have half a team of replacement players against half a team of replacement players at the end? It's going to be really interesting to watch. I think it's more likely than not that basketball is able to finish because they've only got eight regular season games and then the playoffs to navigate. I think baseball is the interesting one because they don't have a bubble. So far, the players had come in under the assumption that they're going to get rapid testing back in 24 hours, and it's taking days to get results right now. I think that's that's the tougher hill to climb and the one that's more apt for the football comparison because football's not planning on a bubble and baseball doesn't have a bubble.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Dave, always great to talk to you, man. Stay safe up there, and hopefully we're talking about sports the next time you and I uh, get together, and we're actually talking about stuff that's on the field, man, okay?
1: I can't wait for it. Can't wait for it, Bill.
0: Crossing my fingers. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it as always, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. There you go. Dave Schrader, sports reporter for WBAY-TV in Green Bay. You can find him on Twitter at Schrader, WBAY, at Schrader, WBAY. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com.